Good evening. It's Wednesday night and it's midweek Bible study. And tonight I want to share a portion of scripture from John chapter 21. Some of the times this passage is called the P.S. to the Gospel of John. Before we share that message with you, um, I want to uh, present a song about that goes along with the message. Here it is. That's something that we really need to be doing, especially with this uh, threat of death upon us and the whole world is scared to death with this virus. We certainly don't need to be shy about telling people about their need for Jesus. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, as we come before your grace, 
throne of grace and mercy tonight. We thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day that you have bestowed upon us. It, it was just a wonderful, wonderful time to be out and to uh, witness uh, the Lord's uh, a beautiful creation as the trees are budding and the green leaves and the beautiful flowers. God, you are just so wonderful to us. We thank you for your your goodness to us in in the in the, in nature, showing us yourself in nature. Now we do pray for this this uh, uh, epidemic that's upon us, Lord. We pray, God, that you would remove it, that you would allow allow people to be healed, that someone would make a discovery of of a cure for this for this uh, disease. We ask and pray your blessing upon that. Now, Father, we pray for those who are listening tonight. Be with them, Lord, in a special way. Encourage them, uplift them, and help them to be soul winners, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight's message is called The Big Catch, and it's found in John chapter 21. During the 40 days between Jesus' resurrection and his ascension back to the Father in heaven, he made several appearances to different people. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 that he was seen by many individuals and by 500 brethren at different times and occasions. One of the final manifestations was to the seven disciples recorded in John chapter number 21. Jesus had not given his command to the disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel at that time. That would come on Jesus's final day from the Mount of Olives when he ascended back to heaven. So the disciples were at a loss as to what to do now that they had witnessed his resurrection. Hence, what were they to do with their lives? Surely, they couldn't themselves be used of God again because they had failed him. Could they ever be trusted again? They had given up their livelihood to follow Jesus. As recorded in Mark chapter 1, verse 17, And Jesus said unto them, Come unto me, and I will make you fishers of men. Thus they left their boat, their nets, and their father at the seashore to pursue Jesus. For the next three years, they toured Israel with Jesus. They were eyewitnesses to miracles, his wondrous words, the, the wonders that Jesus accomplished. And now what? Jesus had not indicated what they were to do. Therefore, Peter was back at the Sea of Galilee along with six other disciples, and he suggested that they back, go back to their old job, fishing. John chapter 21, verse 3 says, Peter said, I go fishing. They said unto him, We also go with thee. So let us look tonight at the outcome of their fishing expedition. Well, it was without Jesus, let's take note, 
And in John chapter 21, verse 3, the Bible says, That night they caught nothing. Why? They were not in the will of Jesus. Later on, Peter would write in his second epistle, chapter 1 and verse 10, Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall not fail. When we attempt to do what our old flesh desires, God cannot bless it. And though we might be successful, we are not at peace with God. John 15:4 says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear of itself, except it abide in the vine. Jesus, Peter said, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. This is in Mark chapter number five and verse five. That is the way it is without Jesus in your life. You may become the most wise, the most famous, the wealthiest person on earth. Yet without Jesus Christ, it's futile. Mark chapter 8 verse 36 says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And so we see the outlook was not so, what was not so good. Now let's look at the objective. Jesus had a plan for these men. He had already told them. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now that probably sounds strange, fishing for men, but they did not question him. They would not really fully understand and comprehend fishing for men until they had been empowered by the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Jesus said in Acts 1 and 8, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me. The result, Peter, that old fisherman, preached on the day of Pentecost after being filled with the Holy Spirit. And Acts chapter 2, verse 41 shows us the objective was met. Then they gladly received the word, were baptized, and the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. A few days later, Peter again preaches at the temple. And in Acts chapter 4, verse 4, the Bible says, But many of them who heard the word believed the number of men was about, and the number of men was about 5,000. Wow! Peter... Peter had caught 8,000 souls for the Lord. Not a bad catch at all, if you want to brag about the size of the catch. Now let's look at the outlook. Since Peter's day, believers have reproduced the church, that is, the universal church, by preaching the Word of God preaching the word. There is no substitute for it. A local church can have multiple ministries. You can have the greatest praise and worship team around. 
But if you don't preach the word, it's futile. Romans 10:17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Yes, there is no way around it. Believers must be bold and proclaim the gospel, the good news, to a lost and dying world. During this corona, coronavirus ostracism, it is difficult to be in contact with people, but we do have social media. It is a lot uh, easier for people who are shy and timid about speaking for Jesus to type a message about the Lord than to say a message face to face. We share pictures, political views, recipes, and a lot of junk on social media. We should, we then should be willing to share the gospel. You see, Jesus said, go into the entire world. Well, is the internet not the world wide web? Wow, what an opportunity. So go on, post those testimonies, share a Bible verse, give the plan of salvation, be bold for Jesus. Now when this pandemic is over, pray for strength that verbally you can start witnessing the way that Jesus has encouraged us to do. The Bible says to win the lost, whatever the cost, the lost soul that you don't witness to, they're going to go to hell and you're going to be responsible. Wow, that's some tough words. But listen to Ezekiel chapter three and verse 18. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die and thou givest him not warning, nor speaketh to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood, listen carefully, will I require at thy hand. You see, at the judgment seat of Christ, believers will give an account of why they did not tell people about God's wonderful salvation and grace. Jude, the half-brother of Jesus, indicates that we should be drastic to rescue people from hell. Jude says in verses 22 and 23 of his book, and some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. That pulling means snatching them from the grasp of Satan. You see, my friend, if we do not witness for Jesus, if we do not tell people about his wondrous salvation and they go to hell, we are responsible. I want to encourage you not to be shy, not to be backward. Speak up, speak out. Well, at least in your social media, just last week, I was 
speaking to a friend. And I had wanted to tell this friend about Jesus. Uh, I, I, I knew this friend of mine had been coming to prayer club and had been coming to the FCA meetings. But I had not got enough courage up to say to him, are you saved? Do you need to know Jesus? But by typing and talking to him, I asked him, have you prayed the prayer of salvation? And he said, no, I have not done that. He says, but I'm going to keep coming to prayer club and I'm going to keep coming to FCA. Well, now school's out. What am I going to do? And I thought, I'm going to type the prayer of salvation. Will you pray it? And after I had typed it, he messaged me back and he said, I prayed the prayer. So you see, my friend, people can get saved even by texting, even by by sending on messenger. You can you can tell the gospel. And so I encourage you. I encourage you to do this. Help people see their need to turn their eyes upon Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus.
My friend, if you haven't received the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, you can bow your heart and your head right there before the Lord where you're sitting, where you're listening to this message. And you can, you can say these words to Him. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart and save me. Thank you for dying on that cross in my place. Now help me to live for you from this day forward. Or maybe you are not in fellowship with the Lord and you need to recommit your life. Bow your heart before God and tell Him that you're sorry for where you have failed Him and that you want to be restored into the fellowship of the Lord. And He will forgive you instantly like that. He will forgive you. And all of us need to pray for the boldness to speak out for the Lord, especially during this time when people are unsure of their, of their next day. So many people dying of this virus and not having hope for eternity. Oh, my friend, we need to get them to turn their eyes upon Jesus. Jesus.